Rolling whenever you guys are ready. Cameras are rolling? Cameras are rolling. Let's go, baby. You ready? Yeah. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Cheetah, cheetah, cheetah. What is that? <laughs> Jesus. Cheetah, that cheetah, like cheetah, cheetah. Cheetah, cheetah, cheetah. Cheetah girls. That's funny to me, dude. Hey, welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. I always do that, like that back. weird, like radio personality voice. Um, hey. Episode two of Episode the Prime Culture two. Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. Uh. So glad you're here. For real, for real, for <laughs> real. Hey, um, what's up, babe? You good? I'm so good, yeah. I'm so uh I couldn't finish it, man. I lost it. You made me nervous. You're so pretty. <laughs> um, yo, for real. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you guys back. I'm excited to have you back in the studio, girl. For real. Like you stay away from this, but I'm just really proud <laughs> of you. Like, you step up and you just step into uh into this whole thing. Love um, the culture. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Hey, for real though, welcome back to the podcast. This is season two. No, no, hold on. This is episode two of whatever season we're in. I think there's like season six or seven. Um, we may have just hit our 50th episode. Oh, cool. Um, and so I'm just mad excited, man. Excited that you're here. I'm excited that you're listening. Um, excited yeah, to sure. share the thought that we're sharing uh, with you guys today. Uh, but so today is February 16th. Today Two is days the after day Valentine's that the Lord Day. Has made. Two, you're so churchy. <laughs> Like, you're so churchy. That's why you keep bringing me back. <laughs> <laughs> you're so churchy. Um, no, but for real, church girl, I think it was uh, I think it was a good Valentine's Day. It was. <laughs> the whole house, <laughs> I was trying to think. We the whole house sick. was, yeah, recovering. We were receiving our healing well, scouts. Yeah. Speak that faith. We were recovering, and we, um, you air fried some wings, wings. I'm not a big wing girl, but our girls and you love wings. We love wings, man. We love so wings. it was but nice. You know what? I think the air fryer is one of the most game-changing apparatuses in I mean, my life. For sure. For real. Do you know how many it's, young adults are getting through life right now on air fryers? <laughs> I mean, which is so great for your cardiovascular health. So, I'm just yes. saying, just <laughs> it's just great to be able to eat something, bro. Like, um, but I I love uh I love that we were able to spend uh Valentine's Day together. Yeah. Um, you guys are the loves of my life. And so anyway, I hope you guys had a good Valentine's Day. Hope it was a good one. If it wasn't, I hope that um you're over it. I'm no, just good. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, Dang, guys. The, the savagery immediately. <laughs> kidding, oh my god! Hope you're over it. No, just get just over kidding. it. <laughs> ah. No, just hey, kidding. Hey, just we love all the single people. All the single all ladies, the Buddha people. All, all the what about the situationships? Uh, well, I'm not too fond of the situationships because then they become uh, situations, and those are complicated. Dang, they do become they do become situations, and I think that uh, you should not be in a situationship here. I'll just bless your life. Um, if he doesn't want to tell you what you are, well, then you give him space to figure out what you are and where you're at. And, Come uh, on. If he doesn't want to tell you what you are, you already know what you are. Congratulations. So, you played yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, today's not a relationships talk. However, right. in March, we're going to be talking all things relationship. I'm really excited yeah, about that. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, but for the next couple of weeks on the podcast, Diana and I and some of the other gang, Andrew will be jumping in and Felipe will be jumping in. Um, we're actually talking about just the heart and soul of prime culture, right? Yeah. Um, last episode, we talked about really the, 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 we talked about the direction yeah. that we think God is taking us or not think. God, I gotta know. be careful. Like, 
uh, I get annoyed with myself because I'll say things just out of habit. Yeah. Right. But it's like, I don't mean that. Like, I don't think God is taking us. Like, we know God is taking us the direction of being firmly planted right. and having a young adults movement and community that is firmly planted. Um, and so if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, then go listen to the last episode. Let it bless your life. You want to be firmly planted, not randomly scattered, Amen. right? Um, and so what we decided to do um, really was just take some time and drill down on what we believe God has given us in terms of the defined mission values for prime culture. What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that, you guys, is um, when I look at prime culture and somebody were to, if somebody were to ask me, Cruz, as the pastor of prime culture, what do you see? What, what is the young adult you see? Yeah. Right? Well, the young adults we see are going to be summed up over the next couple of weeks in these values, yeah. right? So first of all, we see young adults that are firmly planted, that their life is bearing fruit, Amen. that they have multiple streams that are feeding them life, life-giving streams. Um, and then we have seven core values or seven yeah. mission values, right? Um, seven culture values, I think. Are we still developing language? Why am I confused there? I don't know, but I kept saying different things, right? But just seven cult- culture values, um, things that are important to us. When And, and if, I, if I were to answer you and say, hey, man, the young adults we see are X, Y, Z. It can be summed up in these, in these culture values. And one of those culture values is um, having a commitment to integrity. Yeah. Right. We value integrity. And we're going to talk about that, right? Here's what's funny though, right? It's like integrity. I don't know that integrity right now is like a sexy thing to talk about. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even know if integrity is a word that is widely used, um, but let's define it. Yeah. So, well, look, I think that, I think that what happens is the reason it's not widely used is because we like your generation by default is always fluid, right? It's always like you're, you're by gray. You're, 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 it's gray, <laughs> but you know, like the truth is this, like you are, you're, you're looking for what life is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. You're, 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 this is funny, right? I'm not, I'm not a girl, but not yet a woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not a, I'm not a boy, not yet a man. Um, and I'm just kind of like in that becoming stage, right? right? Like who I be is coming. And I think that in that it can be, it can become really easy if we're not careful to have a crisis of identity, sure. to have a crisis of character, because yeah. you're still developing. What do I stand for? Right. What do I believe in? Who am I really? That's a good point, because when you're a child, your parents tell you who you are, yeah. and your yeah, parents yeah. tell you how to be. That's true. They right? have certain standards. They have boundaries for you, and they're aligning your ways. No, I love that. So once you hit you know, 18, 19, um, as parents, I think we feel like, oh, you're good. Right. Even though as parents, we never really, or I don't know. I mean, my parents did the best they could, but I don't think they ever really came back to question, hey, did we do a good job with, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe with integrity, with lying, with these certain issues in right. your life? How are you doing now right. with that? Did you really get the concept? Right. And I think as young adults, um, they realize that they get put into certain situations where you have to choose, wait a minute, do I have strong values and morals for myself or do I just know what my parents 
hope to have taught me. And they really weren't adapted to my inner being. They right. were just like a little fence right. of protection. Right. It was so leash, I uh -huh, right? so I wouldn't get in trouble right. in school. But they right. really weren't developed in me. Right. And they don't get developed until you get put in a situation where you're developed. Yeah, well I think I think, you know, the way I'm hearing you say it by which by the way, that's a super brilliant. I think the way I'm hearing you say it is this babe, is like I was always taught how to think. Right. I was I was always told what, what to, to do, yeah. what to not do. Um, and now I'm at a point where I have to decide for myself, right? Like I remember um, like my first two semesters of college were shocking for me uh -huh. because like it occurred to me, like there was a couple of moments where it's like, dude, no one's checking if I'm going to class. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like, because like the school didn't care if I went to class For or not. Sure. You know what they cared about? They got paid. That's what uh -huh. they cared about. They got that they paper. Got their paper. Uh -huh. They didn't care if I went to class or not. For sure. And so at, at, at that point in my life, like, um, like you and I, we get text messages if our girls miss class or like we get a phone call, right? Um, my parents didn't get that every like whatever, however many weeks they get a progress report and be like, you were absent, blah, blah, blah. However, like um, it was crazy when the responsibility of commitment or not com not committing was on me. And it was, it was legit. It was shocking mm -hmm. for me. Like I didn't know what to do, right? you know? And I think this is really, really key. I love that, that, that we ended up here uh, first because you guys, listen, if you're in your 20s and your 30s even, yeah, for sure. right, you're still learning like your, your decision-making matrix, mm -hmm. um, your gray matter, prefrontal cortex, mm -hmm. where like where a lot of this, the decision-making is happening mm -hmm. or even your limbic system, right? right. Where just, so look, we're not going to try to get too deep into it, but your limbic system is just your knower. Uh -huh. Right, like it, it is. It's where intuition. intuition it's yeah. where intuition lives. It doesn't have a. Um, it doesn't have the the capacity of language, but it's all feel. Yeah, right? for sure. Right, and so like, like what's happening right now is that you're learning to walk in your intuition and allowing intuition to frame identity and choices, right? right? And so what's happening is you're creating all of the neural pathways, all of all of the lanes in how in the freeway of your mind. Yeah. Like you're creating all of those pathways and all those grooves right now. So you're and creating the habits. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The look, here you go. The fancy uh Arizona State psychology uh program word that they taught me mm -hmm. was heuristics okay right your heuristics how i get from point a to point b Here's which what that is means. just a habit it's your habit yes. right i just wanted to flex on them babe oh, no, like no, let no. me flex I, go for it can go i get ahead. my flex go ahead honey oh go my ahead. gosh I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um so like so so check it when you get older like me um you go to costco Right? Right. Okay. <laughs> um, because I'm the guy that goes to Costco in my family. Yeah. Once in a while, Diana will love me with all of her heart. And Guys, she'll go to Costco for Costco me. going to Costco for me is a struggle. I'm not going to lie. That is not <laughs> my favorite store at all. Um, anyway. <laughs> but But like, if you go to Costco with me, every single time I go to Costco, I have yep. the exact flow of how I go and buy things. Yes, you do. I I know when we when, when I go to Costco, I know exactly what we need because our mm -hmm. our home is pretty it's pretty consistent, right. right? So if I'm going to Costco, I'm probably have to I'm I'm having to buy some sort of greens, some sort of proteins whether it's chicken, ground turkey, beef, fish, whatever, and I have my first of all, I have the understanding of my need. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that I have a need. And then I have the method in which I understand I meet my needs, okay. right? And then I know, okay, I have a need. My refrigerator's empty, right? We're running, we're running out of club soda, right? Mm-hmm. We're running out of fair life protein, right? Um, and so my need says, here's where you go to meet your need. It's creating a continuum, a habit. You go here to meet your need, right? And then when I get to the place that meets my need, there's a whole system of behaviors that I've, that I've constructed as, and I've defined as the most efficient way to meet my need, to get mm-hmm. in and out as fast as I can, Okay. right? So I go in, I know exactly where it goes, and I can be in and out of Costco in 25 to 28 minutes, under 30 minutes when I'm by myself. Now, when I'm with the girls, it's going to be two and a half hours. Why? Because we're stopping at every single sample station. Right. Like if it's wool socks, the girls like, can we touch it? Yeah. Right. Sure. If it's if like if it's like a what what is what the the oh my gosh the like the neutral bullets or like a ninja, the girls like, can we watch it? Mm-hmm, you know. Anyway. Sure. All right. So what am I saying here? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying here is this. Here's what I'm saying: is that you are right now in the in the season of your life where you're developing your heuristics you understand the need you have if it's a need for companionship right. if it's a need for stability if it's a need for income if it's a need for significance whatever it is and right now you're learning you're learning the the habits and you're establishing the habits of how you're going to meet those needs and what your mind does is Okay, it, I'm going to pause you real quick. So you're not learning, you're creating. Yes. Uh-huh. Go yeah. ahead. Okay, so you're creating the uh-huh. habits uh-huh. um and in that way you're learning it the most efficient ways, mm-hmm. right? Okay? Of how to get those needs met. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now So the cool thing about that though is that your brain is well, it's kind of lazy. So you create and then you, the most efficient is going to be the least resistance, the easiest way to right. get there. 100%. With the, the least work it takes for me to meet that need, I'm going to do that every Absolutely. single time. Absolutely. Whether brain, it's good or bad. That's the truth. Your brain, your brain is going to want to take the most, it, it's going to want to save the most calories, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Anyway, what does all of this have to do with integrity? Well, here's what it has to do with integrity, that if we're not careful, we will go the path of least Least resistance, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Seriously. So what's the path of least resistance to not go to Costco and go to McDonald's? That's the path of least resistance. What's the path of of least resistance um, to be dishonest so I don't have to deal with the drama? Right. To to not call when I said I would call, to just ghost people. Instead of respond to just avoid instead of engage to just to just um, abandon responsibility rather than confront and so here's the issue and this is why integrity matters because you're creating the patterns of your character of your you're life. creating yes. the patterns of your identity yes. you're creating the patterns of your personality. Right, right now you're in do- your 20s you're doing and that, 30s. You're doing that right now. Whether whether you know it or not, you're creating the grooves in which your life is going to flow. Yeah. Right? So here's my whole point. Here's my whole point to that, okay? Here's my point. My point to that is this, that it was easy when we were kids. Of course, because we didn't have to think. 
Yep. We right? didn't have to think about it. Was it was easy. We didn't have to we work anything out in our brains. Right. Be- why? Because we were just obedient to our parents because if not, we would get in trouble. Yes. Easy. Right? But look, the scripture says this, the apostle Paul, first uh-huh. Corinthians chapter 13. Okay. He says, when I was a child, mm-hmm. I thought like a child. Yeah. I perceived like a child. I behaved like a child. But when I became a man, all right, when I developed, yeah. when, when the responsibilities and the expectations changed, mm-hmm. I had to put away childish things. That comes, I'm hearing you say that, you know, that comes with an awareness. Yeah, absolutely. When I am aware that I am no longer a child. Right. So... I, that speaks. <laughs> I mean, that speaks because a lot of people aren't aware that you're that you're grown or that you've grown up. You could be thirty and still not aware yeah. that you're grown. Okay, so look, that's crazy. Look, look, we've got a lot to say about integrity, yeah. but I think I think what we're digging into right now is the bedrock yeah. that integrity is founded on. Right. Um, so let's 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 let, let, let me just. I'm dying to define it. Can I just uh, define integrity? Oh my God, you're so type A. Are you yes. kidding? like? But well, hold on, out of nowhere. <laughs> I just want to define it. Out of nowhere. So people know what integrity means just out of the dictionary. I'm going to make you suffer and wait. I'm just kidding. Okay. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles or moral uprightness. That's a good definition. Integrity is also the state of being whole uh and undivided. There you go. Okay. I just wanted them to know what we were talking about. Well, we were going to get there. Okay. Like eventually we were going to get there. Okay. Um, anyway, so the point is on um, when we were talking about, about I, w- I was once a child, but now I'm a man. I, I once was a, a little girl. Now I'm a woman. Um, so that you can understand some of the, um, some of the de- developmental dynamics to that. Um, here's one that one of my mentors shared with me years ago, and it blessed me so, so much, right? They said, look, Cruz, the, the difference between a man and a boy is not necessarily um, the things that he possesses, because both men and boys have toys. Okay. Right? You can be a little boy and have a PS4. You can be a, a 50-year-old boy and have a Ferrari, uh-huh. right? You have toys. It's not about possessions. Um, the difference between a man and boy is not people, Cause you have people, you can be a little boy and have a mother that caters to you and treats you like a little boy. You can be a 50 year old man and have a whole system of people around you that cater to your immaturity. Sure. The difference between a man and a boy is not people. The difference between a man and a boy is not places. Okay. Um, what, what one of my mentors taught me was the, one of the appropriate measures of of telling the difference between a man and a boy, a girl and a woman, a child or an adult is the expectation of control. Okay. The expectation of control. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, well, here's what I mean by that. If I sat here, he said, if I, if, or if I brought it at that, at, at that time, this is like 15 years ago or like 12 years ago, whatever, he had like a little two or three-year-old boy, right? He said, if I brought my son in here right now, he's two or three and he sat here and he peed his pants. Would we, would we be like, oh, you're so gross. Oh my God. Would we treat him like harshly? Probably not. Why? Because there's an expectation that a little boy at one or two years old may not know how to control himself just yet. Right. He's learning, he's developing, but may not know how to control himself. However, he said, Cruz, me being 40 something right now, if I sat here 
And I just started soiling myself. You'd look at me and be like, what is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Why? Because there's an expectation of control. There's an expectation of knowing boundaries, of knowing limits, of knowing appropriateness. And I think that with we, we can define integrity all day, but if we don't create first the, the, the disposition for integrity and say integrity has the, uh, comes with the responsibility of the choice, you don't feel integrity, right? you choose integrity integrity right. just and the same you right mm-hmm. and just the same way you control bodily function as best as you can integrity is something that you can control integrity is a choice yeah. you develop right yeah. so when we were little we had to be potty trained right we had to um just the way when we were little you and i are walking through this right now babe right we're having to integrity train our daughters right right like we just if, if we can keep it a buck we can keep it a buck. Um, we're going to be honest. Honest, open, transparent. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Right? Okay. Di- Diana is like squirming right now because she doesn't like to tell our business. Okay? But here we go. If we can keep it a buck. Now, we're not going to tell all the details. Right? But recently, we had a situation with, with one of our daughters where integrity was in question. Right? And we had to sit with her and walk through this with her. Now, we had the choice to say, what is wrong with you? You're right. so bad. You're so stupid. Mm-hmm. You, Oh, my God, I can't believe you embarrassed us. Right? Mm-hmm. Or we had the opportunity to say, you know what? Rather than reinforcing the negative that she did, let's reinforce the identity we believe she carries. Right. Right? And what we did was we pointed her towards the character and the control attributes, decisions, identity and values of saying, Hey, you are not this. You are this, right? You're not, you're not a liar. You're a truth teller. Right. You had a moment where you didn't tell the truth, Yeah. but you're not a liar. You're a truth teller. You're not a taker. You're a giver, right? You're not a breaker. You're a lifter up and you're a fixer. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Right? And I think a lot of uh, maybe young adults growing up didn't have, I'm not saying that, you know, we're the perfect parents, but we are readers and learners. And so um, I think that's one thing that we're learning on how to, how to discipline our children sure. differently because most of these young adults came up with you're bad, right. you're a liar, and they hang on to those, to that identity. Right. And so even in their 20s and 30s, sometimes you don't choose integrity or you don't choose not to lie because, well, my everybody already said I'm a liar anyway. So yeah. again, you go the path of least resistance right. and just become what everybody tells you that you are right. anyway, instead right. of, you know, doing the hard part and saying, hey, I might have lied, but I'm not. I'm not a liar. a liar. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, I think, and I think that brings us to to this point that living a life of integrity, living a life where we carry the quality of honesty, of having strong moral principles, of having moral uprightness, right? Like doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. One of my right. favorite theologians, his name is C.S. Lewis. Right, he said, integrity is choosing the right thing to do the right thing when nobody's watching. Mm, yeah, that's, that's beautiful, good. right? Yeah. When I choose integrity, I'm choosing to do the right thing when nobody's watching. Yeah. Right. Sometimes we'll choose the right thing because we'll get the accolades, the attaboys. Or because we know we the know people are on. watching, yeah, and for it's sure. like, oh no, I'm not going to get got yeah, like for that. Sure. Right. For sure. But real integrity, real integrity, is being able to do it when nobody's watching. Um, I think. I think what 
what we're what we're learning to do is we're learning to do the heavy lifting of making that choice, um, especially when we didn't have the positive reinforcement. You're absolutely right. We tend to lean towards the thing that we've always heard. Right. Right. We tend to lean towards the story that was always told about us, and this is where um, the secondary, or I, I what I, I firmly believe, the fundamental um, definition of integrity should be, because. To be honest, to do the right thing, mm-hmm. to have strong moral principles, that's behavior. Okay. Okay? That's, that's, um, that's not root cause. That's proof positive of a root cause thing. Okay. Right? Integrity, I, I love the thought of mm-hmm. integrity fundamentally, which is to be whole and undivided. Okay. Okay? Um, my, when, I, when I live whole and when, when I'm able to live a life that is whole and undivided, my behavior is always representative of the whole of who I am, right? So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, um, now you guys have heard us teach this. Um, if, you, if you haven't, do yourself a favor, shameless plug. I'm just going to plug it. And maybe somewhere like in the, in the show notes or if you're watching on YouTube, we'll link it in the, in the caption or something um, in the video description. But there's, a, there's a, a lesson I did. There was a Culture Night message I did called To the Fullest, Yeah. right? And to the fullest literally came out of one of our core scriptures, which is First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24, that the God who created everything holy and whole makes you holy and whole, body, mind, and spirit, right? And so what that speaks to is it speaks to a unison of my body, which is my physical behavior. That's yeah. doing the right things with my hands, right? And having that come into synchronicity or synced up or aligning with what my mind and my spirit say. So what's my whole point with that? My whole point with that is that I cannot have integrity without God. Without transformation in I Jesus. I cannot have integrity That's so without good. God. I cannot I love that. I cannot live a life of wholeness. That's beautiful. If the Lord does not complete me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, because if not, like you're saying, it's just the root cause. Let me uh, I was listening to Tim Ross. And he had a really cool speaker on there that he was interviewing this guy. He's like a FBI negotiator for uh, hostage situations. And he was talking to a group of Harvard law students, um, which I think my point is going to be the difference of just, you know, being moral and then coming into relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, In this class, they were teaching, they actually had to teach these law students, which is when you think about it, these are like top thinkers, these kids, you know, they've made it to Harvard Law (laughs) Um, and to this negotiation type class. So in this class, they're teaching about integrity and they're teaching about pretty much um, ethics and not lying. So they're having to convince these kids how when you go into any type of negotiation, whether it be like in a hostage situation or even in business, lying is a really bad thing. Right. Period. Right. They're like, Period. even withholding information, right. factual Period. information Period. is also a type of, de- which is deception, is also lying. And most of these Harvard students um, couldn't grasp why lying was bad. Wow. And I mean, this is just like in a normal situation of like a classroom setting so the fact that in us and who we are as human beings the morality that we carry without jesus can't even do the little bit of not 
lying. Yeah. No, I think I th- crazy. I think that that whole perspective is 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 really powerful, but it's proof positive number one to a flawed nature. Yeah. Right. Um, without transformation in Christ. Now, look, everything we ever talk about is going to point back to Jesus, Jesus and His redemptive work. Okay. Here's why. Without Jesus, at best, human effort leads leads us to our best version of failure. Yeah. But even at best, we're still going to fail, right? Now, Jesus steps in, gives us a new nature, right? And like before I was a liar and lying was my nature, which by the way, here we go. I'm just going to go into like pastor mode real quick, okay? Um, Your nature without Jesus is you are a son of Satan. 100, yeah. I know that sounds so harsh, okay? Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, 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 but. I teach our interns this all, like every single year, especially when I'm talking about salvation and the authority of the word of God. And and when we walk through, um, we we walk through creation, we walk through like original sin, we walk through um, the humans, humanity's first deception when Satan deceived humanity. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that's deep stuff. And so let me geek out with you guys real quick. If you if you if you'll let me, okay? Let me just speak to the depth in you. Now, let me say this to you, okay? Uh, and I'm not trying to make this a long episode, but I've got a lot to say right now. I've got a lot in my head. Okay, so here we go. Look, I was in a room one time with Bishop TD Jakes, which if you know me and Diana, Bishop Jakes, like, that's like 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 that's the OG, you know what I'm saying? Like that's our guy. Like yeah. I learned to preach. Okay, so I'll have guys ask me so ever and girls who feel like a um in a, a a call to preach the gospel. They'll say, "Yo, PC, like how did you learn to preach? How did you first like where did you go to Bible school? Who taught you to preach?" Um and I and I, and I look at him I'm like, "Man, I wish I could tell you I went out I, I went to like Bible college to learn to preach. No one taught me how to preach. Like I listened I, I learned to preach by listening to preachers, right? Yeah. And Diana like you can you can give me a, a you can fact check me, right? Um when I first started preaching, I would buy Bishop T.D. Jakes says, don't laugh. Don't you dare laugh, okay? I would buy his cassette packs, okay? Don't laugh. Because this was back in the day before he was even dropping CDs. He was dropping yeah. cassettes, right? And I would wear those things out, man. Like, like I would I would listen to them. I'd pop it in the in the in the tape player. I'd listen to this. Like, there's like a 19-year-old, like, what's a cassette? Like, I don't know what that is, right? Um, anyway, whatever. Um, and I would listen to it. And listen to it, and then I would write it down. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. Like I would listen and write it, listen and write it, and then I would play it and say it back with Bishop mm-hmm. until I memorized it, mm-hmm. and then I would like preach it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I don't know, I don't know how many sermons I stole from Bishop TD Jakes when I, I first mean, started preaching. I mean, everybody in the whole everybody wide world. Everybody to I this mean, day, and anyway. I was still in the front row, like <laughs> waiting for that <laughs> moment because I knew the whole sermon backwards and forwards too. <laughs> anyway, I mean, so Bishop is a blessing. Bishop yes. is a blessing. Bishop TD Jakes is a blessing. Here's my point. So I was in a room. Um, several years ago um, with a couple hundred young leaders that he invited to a weekend with them. And he said a lot of things like this man poured into us for three days, like 10, 12 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you think I wear you out at culture night and I preach for like 50 minutes, like we would, we sat there with Bishop and he would go. And like, I saw Bishop go eight and a half hours without a break. 
Like just talking, talking, talking. And we were there for it, man. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? Like sure. we were there for it. Like, please yeah, don't stop talking. Different. Right? Like, and, and, you know, like, and there, there was a hunger in us, right? Yeah. And so let me just teach you this while I'm at it, okay? Yeah. So I'm in it deep now. Here we go. Let me teach you this, right? There are gifts around you all the time. Yeah. Always gifts around you. But our job is to, to pull, pull on out. the gift. Yeah. Pull, pull on the out. gift that's around you. Jesus mm-hmm. himself. Okay. Jesus was able to do great things. Why? Because there was hunger and there was expectation and it would pull it out of him. Yeah. Remember the story of the woman with, I got all preachy. Remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood yeah. and she pressed, man, if I have to crawl yeah. to Jesus, I'm going to crawl there to was Jesus. There was an expectation. Right? There was a hunger. And she said, man, I don't even have to touch him. I just have to touch what the he's touching. Him. I just want to touch what's <laughs> touching him. Come on. Sometimes I don't even, I can't even touch. I can't even touch like I don't the have preacher, to touch the person. but I'm going to yes. touch what the preacher's yes, touching. Yes, That's why yes. being in culture and be, I'm like I'm like a televangelist right now. <laughs> oh my god! But that's what like being in the in the presence of God at yeah. a culture night. Like man, like There's like, like I like want it. like I want to hug every single one of y'all's yes, neck. Yes. Like I do, I do. Like like I spent like 55 minutes in a line last culture night. Which mm-hmm. by the way, praise report. We were like 450 in the room yeah, last culture so night. Good. That's incredible, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so proud of the culture. For and sure. I wish I had time to hug everyone's neck. Yeah. I don't. However, I'll tell you what. It doesn't matter whether not you get to touch me you got to touch what jesus was touching which is the presence in that room right so here's the point the point is this so this woman presses to jesus and she says if i can just touch the hem of his garment i can be healed what is she doing she's putting an expectation on the the miracle that jesus carried she's putting a call on the anointing like man that's a good word she's putting a call on the calling on jesus's life and here's what happens though right again there are gifts around you all the time whether or not you're willing to unwrap them and unbox them and pull them out is up to you too many times in especially in churches like our where it's always great and and awesome and excellent and amazing is normal we can treat things with familiarity for sure right and we can be like oh that's just charles yeah what that's pastor charles neiman are you kidding me that dude is a legend yeah are you serious right now there are people that fly around the like from all over the world to come and talk to him for that's sure. not just charles that's our man of god right you feel you feel what i'm saying anyway so here's my point my point is this that You've got to, culture, hear me, hear me. Like you've got to put an expectation on the gifts that God has placed around you. Why? Because we're not here, we're not here for you to to like like to to like gas us up. We're here to be exhausted by you. Yes, right? yes. Like, that's, that's definitely what, what I've been I've prayed the last couple years is like, Lord, just let me die empty. Mm. So I am here, like I'm here to serve the culture with my time with what I have like I want to give it all yeah because that's what God called us to do yeah. that's we we've sown our lives to this yeah so anytime you feel like it's a little too much it's not I mean God is so faithful to us he keeps replenishing us he'll you know he'll give us rest and then we're back up ready yeah. to go yeah or we can be like the people in Mark 6 okay where the scripture says this that Jesus went to his hometown uh-huh. and, and he, he said he none. said Jesus said this mm, come on. man prophets have honor yeah. every where but where they live but where they live right yeah and and here's why the scripture says that because the people would not respect him or honor him he could do, he no, could do no great things can you yeah. imagine jesus could not do great miracles 
because the God there was of the an world. Honor, Come right? on, like, yeah. And so, like, Savior. I just want to put this on you. Like, when we're in church, when Pastor Jared is preaching, when Pastor when Pastor Shannon, J- Charles, like whoever's whoever's delivering the word, let's be that kind of culture that leans in and says, "Man, I'm going to pull this thing out of you. You got a word for me, and I need it." You, you know what I mean? Like, let's just I be thought, hungry. Yeah, like that, for sure, for right? sure. So I'm in the room. 10 years, 12, probably like more like 15 years ago now, right? I'm in the room with Bishop T.D. Jakes. There's a whole point I'm going to make, okay? All right. So um, we chased a little bit of a rabbit, got kind of happy. It's all good. All right. So Bishop, we're, we're in there with Bishop, right? And we're leaned in, man. And we're just pulling it out of him. Like, bro, like if we got you, we're not going to let you go. Like I, we will not let you go until you bless us, right? And so Bishop says a lot of different things. But one of the things he says, he says, he talks to a room of, of, of next generation leaders. Yeah. And he says, you know, one of the things that makes me nervous about you guys is that there were for things sure. that were basic and fundamental for my generation and you call it revelation. Yep. And it shouldn't be revelation. It should be basic understanding. And here's the deal. The reason I'm, I'm pointing that out is because there are things that, that like I want to share with you guys, that we want to share with you, that it's not deep at all. Every disciple of Jesus should walk in this, should have an understanding. So watch. So like honesty, we were talking yeah. about honesty, right? Yeah. Like, like the whole Harvard, the whole Harvard law, um, uh, FBI negotiator. I, um, I forgot the name of the book. I think it's like never split the difference or something That's like that. Exactly. He was, yeah. he was the writer. He's the author. Yeah. yeah I remember his, reading that book a few years boss. ago. Yeah. I remember reading uh-huh. that book a few years. It's phenomenal. It, he's brilliant. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And it, it's crazy, right? How like, even in that, the, the, the principles of God and the yes. principles of integrity yes. go a long way. Cause even when some, Oh, this will preach, this will preach. Cause even when someone is doing the wrong thing, They'll judge you for doing the wrong thing. For sure. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to kill these hostages because you lied to me. Exactly. Which is crazy. I know. And that was his whole point. Lying, period. It's unethical. It'll always bring you to death. It'll bring you to the That's wrong situation word. and solution every single time. That's whether you're a believer or a non-believer. Right. Why? Because the principles of God always work, yeah. right? So here's here's the deal. Here's why honesty is a foreign concept though. Because without yeah. the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, and the redemptive work of Jesus, on, the it. truth is not in us. Yes. Jesus said it this way. I'm going to pull it up on the Bible just so Come I can- Come on, just so say can, it before can, I spit it out <laughs> half-heartedly and then you get upset at me. Oh my gosh. No, here, look. <laughs> it's John chapter eight. Uh-huh. Okay. Come on. Um, it's right around verse 44. Watch. Look at what Jesus says, right? Look, Jesus told him, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. Right? So he's talking about belonging. Yeah. He's talking about identity. Mm-hmm. He's talking about- your nature. So he's saying, man, if if God were really your father, you would love me. Right. You would do it the way I do it, right? Like, why can't you understand what I'm saying is what he says. Why can't you understand me? Yeah. It's because you can't even hear me. We don't speak the same language. Yes. The language of heaven is true. It's true. Why? Because Jesus oh, is the so word. Good. Right. So oh, man, good. I'm all preachy on this on, episode, so but I got a word in me and I'm going to get it out. Watch. Jesus is the word. Yeah. Right. Not only is he the word, he's, he's the, the truth. Word. Yes. He is the truth. Yes. So outside of Jesus, there is no truth. Right. Right. There is no integrity outside of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who was, who is, and is to come. I've always been. I'm Alpha and Omega. Insane. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm whole. So watch this. Come on. So I always, I always kind of just look sideways at someone who says they're a Christian but don't live the truth of God's word. Uh huh. Now look, I know this. This may step on some toes, but that's my job, man. 
My job is to help you live a life of integrity, mm-hmm. right? Like, like it's hard for me, Diana. It's hard for me to see young adults post about their devotional, but then also post about their sin. Yeah, yeah. And it's confusing that in their, to me, I'm like, how do these two work? One thing is not like the other. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you don't think it's okay. Like, how is this okay? But, but here's why. Here's why. Um, yeah. Because because there's a development. Again. Okay. Here's what I'm not going to take away from you guys. Okay. What I'm not going to take away is that you're becoming. And you're doing your best. And your best is getting better. Right? That there's conviction that comes to your heart. Diana, how many times did we say? Oh, yeah. Like, but oh, we, oh, didn't oh, have, <laughs> hey, we didn't have Instagram. So praise <laughs> the Lord. Yeah, right. so <laughs> praise the Lord. We couldn't, we couldn't post. We couldn't broadcast our <laughs> yeah, stupid. Yeah. You praise mean? the now, Lord for Here's that. what blows my mind. Is that, young, like... And I'm not talking little young adults no. like 1920. I'm talking 28 <laughs> years old. I'm, we're right? talking about 30 something. Like, I'm talking about a 28 year old. Like, like, bro, hey, sis, you know your pastors follow you, right? Yeah. Like, you're going to broadcast your sin? Yeah. And act like, and, and you expect us to celebrate? Like, you want me to double tap it? Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? I know. It's hard for us too, guys. Don't make it hard for us. We anyway, love I'm gonna you. Leave you alone. I'm we gonna leave love you. Alone. you. You know, but listen, man, I'm going to keep it a buck with you because I yeah. love you though. Yeah, right? Look, yeah. Look, look, look. But we understand. We understand that you're developing and we understand that there's repentance coming into your life. Like there's, there's literally hundreds of you that I can recall in my mind right now and I saw who you were a year and a half ago and I see where you are today. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure. like, oh my God, baby yeah. boy, baby yeah. girl, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Look, Look at God's work in your life, right? But look, but that's the power of integrity, right? I did the best I knew how in that moment. In that moment. But then I learned better. And, and my, my best, best got, got better. Better. Yes. Right? Okay. So our producer is giving us a, hey, Andrew, is that 40 minutes? We're at 40 minutes right now? Oh, that's dope. That's a lot of content for 40 minutes. Can we go 12 more? I think we can handle like 12 more. Yeah, is that cool? All right. It's like, who's giving me permission? I don't know. Andrew gave me the thumbs up though. Okay, so we're good. All right, I love it. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. So in in this process, I have to understand, number one, that integrity is connected to identity. Yeah. Identity is not driven by who I say I am, but as a disciple of God, identity is determined by God, by who God says I am and who I belong to. Right. Right. So Jesus said it this way in John 8. He said, look, if God were your father, you would love me mm-hmm. and you would keep my commandments. And you would understand what I'm saying, but watch, but you can't even hear me. Here's why. Verse 44, for you are the children of your father, the The devil. devil. Watch. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth. Yes. And there's no truth in him. Look at this. When he lies, it is consistent with his nature for he is a liar and the father of lies. lies. You guys, listen, in in our, in our, Un, in our unredeemed, unsaved nature, yeah. our truth is lie. That's our native language. Our native language is to lie. Did we ever teach Chloe Faith or Bailey Grace how to lie? No, but they sure know how but to do sure it really easy real without good. a bat in their real eye. Good. With It flows out just like honey, like they'll, no big deal. They'll look you in your face. And lie to you. And lie to your face. That is the native tongue of Satan, which has Dang, the power here on earth. Our Jesus so bad. Wait, I mean, it's crazy when you hear it that way, guys. Like without Jesus, like we are not truth tellers right but this is why christ said i am the truth Truth. i am the way 
and I am the, the life, life. Yeah. right? And that's the hope you have. Praise the hope God. for integrity and the hope for identity comes in the wholeness of Jesus and the holiness Thank and you, the Father. beauty of Jesus that Jesus gave everything for us. For us. Right? I think we can do the altar call now. Well, look, one last thought. One last thought. As the worship team joins me on the stage. <laughs> Cue the music. I got you. <laughs> now listen. Now we, we've said we've said a lot. We've said we've talked about patterns. We've talked about parents. We've talked about nature. Okay. Now, practically, what does this look like for us? Practically. Now, I know for me, okay. Diana will tell you, and if you ever want to talk to us about it, we'll talk with you about it. Seriously, shoot us a line, shoot us a DM. We'll sit and talk with you. Diana, Diana walked with me even after, even after we were married and even after I was already a pastor, like a professional, I was a priest, a professional Christian. I struggled with honesty. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like the big giant lies. No. It was the little half-truths. The half-truths right? or the omission right. that of is still, all the facts. Right, why? Because integrity is wholeness. Yeah. I, I swear to tell the... Truth. The... Whole truth. And nothing... Nothing but the truth. So like, listen, but, but listen, listen to how that's lined up. I tell the truth, but I cannot tell the truth if it's not the whole truth yeah. and nothing but the truth. So See, that's integrity. Yeah. When I tell the truth, the whole truth, so I don't take away mm -hmm. and nothing but the truth I don't add to. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's the beauty of the gospel, that Jesus is the truth. I don't need to take away from Jesus I and I don't need to, to add. add to Jesus. Jesus is enough. Amen. Right? Okay. So I would struggle. I really would. Yeah. I would struggle. Like, I don't know why I wouldn't call. We were married. I yeah. wasn't doing bad things. No, you I wasn't just, cheating It was on such you. a habit. It was immaturity. Again. And a neural pathway that had yes. been developed since you were young dude, and did not dude. want to do the work. It was the exact same change. reason. It was the exact same reason I wouldn't call my mom when I was going to be home late. Yeah, because, well... I just didn't want to deal with having to be in trouble. Exactly. And that's usually what lying is. It's a, it's a mechanism of self-defense mm, because you don't want to face the consequences because you've already faced those consequences before. So again, your condition in your brain that if I do this, this is what's going to happen. Sheesh. So some practical advice, change what you think, right? So next time you're going to like say a lie or whatever, just say, hey, I'm becoming, I'm going to choose to say the truth. And when I say the truth, this is probably what's going to happen. So in other words, you already know what's going to happen. So don't be surprised by it because you can't control those people, right? Yeah. That are going to whatever. Right. Well, look, I would get in trouble with, with dishonesty because my hope was that you wouldn't find out. My hope was, um, let me say it this way. Um, most dishonest moments are one question from being unraveled. Here's what I mean, right? So like, look, I'm going to just start doing this with my kids, with the girls, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to say, hey, did you finish what I asked you to do? And they say, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, show me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right there, right there, <laughs> I'm going to know. Right there, I'm going to know. And most dishonest moments, moments where my integrity lapses is one question away from being unraveled. Oh, oh, hey, how, how are we doing on that project? Oh, man, we're killing it. Cool, show me. Yeah, I think that's it because... 
we've been teaching our daughters, right, that they will not get in trouble yeah. if they don't lie. Yeah. But they keep lying. <laughs> So that's not working. Dude, so let's to, try this one. Tell them. Like, we're still we're, trying we're, to we're work trying it to out. We're still trying girls. to raise these kids, guys. Yeah, we're, we're trying to reinforce Pray that with, with our girls. Hey, I'll never be mad at you. Actually, no. I, I, I won't give up on you. I, that's a lie. I'm, I'm going to be mad at you. But, no, but, you, they but, won't be but in I'm, trouble but I'm with be certain consequences. I'm going to be right. on your side. We're going to be understanding. I'm going to support you. I'm going to yeah. stand by you, but yeah. I need you to be honest. Right? Exactly. Okay. So whenever I was dishonest, my hope was in the fact that I would not get found out. Okay. My hope was in the fact that I would get away with it. Right. Right? And the truth is this. Anytime I would lapse integrity or honesty is because my hope was misplaced. Mm. Right? Okay. But then about 20 years ago, something like that, when I started trying to get my life together, probably like 15, 17 more like, um, I came across this scripture and it's a pillar mm. scripture for my life. Yeah. Like, like it's a pillar. My life is built on this. Mm -hmm. Okay. The scripture is Psalm 25, 21. And the New Living Translation says this, may integrity and honesty protect me for my, for I put my hope in the Lord. Amen. I put my hope in the Lord. Look, nine times out of 10, whenever you lose your integrity, whenever you lose your honesty, whenever you compromise truth, it's probably because you're placing hope in something other than Jesus. Look, a lapse of integrity can look like so many different things. It yeah. can look like stealing at work. It can look like compromising your values and your morals. But if we're honest, watch, if I'm stealing money, my hope is in that money, not in the Lord being my, my, my source provider. and supply, my provider, yeah. right? If I compromise my body and my values of my body, my hope is in this relationship and hoping that it'll feed me in a way. Yep, it'll fulfill you. Rather than putting my hope in the Lord. That he knows what's best for me. That he can give it to yeah. me. Right? And so here's what we pray. Amen. We pray that as, as you walk your this season of your life as a young adult, that your identity in Christ allows you to see Christ clearly Amen. and wholly, not just H-O-L-Y, mm -hmm. but W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy, the whole complete picture of Christ, that he knows better for you than you know for yourself. Yeah. He knows better for us he than sure we does. do for ourselves. His and, plans are so much better, oh, so, much, so much more creative. Oh my God, right? That I don't have to put my hope in anyone or anything Amen. else but him, yeah. Christ and Christ alone. Everything else is is moving, is is is, is sifting sand, sand, sinking yeah. sand, right? Okay, and that you would walk in 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 this, right? In in this in this path of life, and that you would be firmly planted. That we were taught this when we were little, right? And I'm sure you were too. Mm -hmm. That honesty really is the best policy. Yeah. Right. And so here's a couple of thoughts, just as we as we land the plane. I pray that your integrity would cause you to be trustworthy. Amen. That your integrity would favor you. That your integrity would make you a man or a woman that when you say yes, it's yes. When you say no, it's no. Amen. And the people around you, the community around you can depend on it and they count on it every time you say it. Amen. That you become a beacon of light because of your integrity, Amen. because of your character, and your character and because of your moral strength. At Prime Culture, we value integrity, integrity and we believe that we're going to be firmly planted in the truth. Amen. 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 That was a good one. Awesome.